Where have we gotten this notion that kids are sexual from birth? From Alfred Kinsey. Hmm. You know, when you ask a pedophile homosexual to conduct his research and fund it, he's going to come up with perverted science like that, don't Mm -hmm. you think? Yep. That's where this has all come from. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Fearless with Mark and Amber, the intersection of faith, family, and filmmaking. Oh, my goodness, you guys. It is Tuesday, January 5th. 2021. Mm-hmm. Officially 2021. Here we are. Yeah. So last week on the podcast, we had Monica Klein, who was a former Planned Parenthood trained sex educator. Mm-hmm. If you haven't heard that, I encourage you to go back and give a listen. Yeah, she had a really, really compelling interview. I thought, you know, she's she is just uniquely equipped to talk about and to talk to a certain group of people about this whole thing. Right. Because she she was a CSE educator, comprehensive sex education educator. She knows how this whole thing works. She knows how the other side thinks because she was them. Right. So I thought I thought it was a fascinating interview. And um, if you're just joining us, I should back up and say hello and welcome. <laughs> um, I'm Amber, and this is my husband Mark. Husband and wife team. Oh my gosh! So. Okay, we are a husband and wife team, but we are on a mission right now. Mm -hmm. The Lord has given us an assignment, and we have said, okay. (laughs) Indeed. And so we are on a mission, and right now we're collecting interviews. We've started production of a new documentary film titled The Mind Polluters. And in the beginning... We really it, it was more focused on the comprehensive sex ed and social emotional learning that's going into the schools. Mm-hmm. And as we continue researching and digging deeper and deeper into all of this, there's a real problem in education. It still is about CSE and SEL, but it is. It, the more the more you research, the more you find how how many tentacles this. You know, how, the, how deep these roots go. It's progressive. Oh, you know, it's just, uh, well, it's Marxism. Marxist it's, ideology. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a communist uh, manifesto in action. It's been in place in our education system for over 100 years. They've just been slowly chipping away. Mm-hmm. And that's why we are at the place we are right now. So Right. So so I just want to welcome you to the show if you're new. Hello and welcome. I see We see that there's a lot of new people who are joining us. Um, you can go and check out our filmmaking ministry website. That's fearlessfeatures.org. Mm-hmm. And you can find all things out about the Mind Pluters. And we also have a current uh, a new film out uh, that we just finished last year called Inwood Drive. Mm-hmm. And it was about a, one, a local abortionist here to us who was shut down through community efforts. Mm-hmm. And then he's also the abortionist who showed up in... International news, pretty much. <laughs> International news, because sadly, he was the one who kept 2,411 fetal remains. So you can go and watch that film right now on InwoodDriveMovie.com. You mm-hmm. can also find it on our ministry website at fearlessfeatures.org. Or you can watch it on Amazon Prime. Right. We also have hard copies. We have DVDs right. available. And... You know, I just have to give a oh, plug and, for and DVDs the and the book. Yes, there's a companion book, too. We have books and DVDs available on our website, mm-hmm. fearlessfeatures.org. Mm-hmm. And I just have to give a plug for hard copies because in case you haven't noticed, um, big tech <laughs> is 
not shy about deleting things that they happen to disagree with. Right. And so we count every day that we're on a platform like Amazon as a blessing. (laughs) But we also know that we are subject to removal because it is about abortion. The the A word, right? They (laughs) don't want to talk about it. So we've been fortunate that it has flown under the radar. Right. So now you're all caught up. Welcome to the show. Welcome. So today, so we just wanted to give everybody an update because we started production on the mind polluters. And last week we were in Virginia. Mm -hmm. Lynchburg, Virginia. Lynchburg at Liberty University. So fun in the law department. I've never been to Lynchburg. I've been to Virginia many times. I spent quite a bit of time in Richmond, Virginia, working on a movie, mm-hmm. but never been to Lynchburg. Well, there you go. Kind of a harrowing drive through the West Virginia Turnpike. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. For us Flatlanders, it's kind of <laughs> like a big roller coaster. No, I love I love West Virginia. I think West Virginia is worth the drive just to go. Yeah. So we were at Liberty University to interview Dr. Reisman, Dr. Judith Reisman, who has been researching and exposing the effects of pornography on children for decades. Mm -hmm. And so it was a fascinating time to go down and interview her and just to hear her complete story. Dr. Reisman has a fascinating personal testimony all on her own, but then the work that she has compiled over the decades is just astounding. They have a whole institute named after her. The whole department. <laughs> she, it's it's really quite staggering. Yeah. You walk into her office and it is, it's its own library all on its own. Oh yeah. And it's all research. It's all, it's all documentation. Yeah. It's, it's really something. Uh, so, yeah. so tell everybody what she's been researching, mostly of what her focus has been. With Kinsey. So she did a lot of uh, exposing of Alfred Kinsey, the Kinsey Institute, uh, the links between Kinsey's research and the rise in pedophilia and sex trafficking that we're seeing in our in our culture now. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was one of the first ones to really call out the link between Kinsey and uh, where he got his funding, which Mm -hmm. was from the Rockefeller Foundation. Mm -hmm. She also helped bring to light the the link between Kinsey, the Kinsey Institute, the Rockefeller Foundation, and even our own federal government through the CIA. Mm -hmm. It is... It's it's almost tinfoil hat territory, but it's all true. Yeah, it's all documented. It is documented, and it is crazy. And she has devoted her life to this. And she's just she's just a treasure trove. I really, really love just listening to her because she'll just uh, anything you want to know. She just bing. She's just got it. So she is this beautiful little 85 year old lady. (laughs) Love her to pieces. (laughs) <laughs> and, you know, it's just it was just a great time to sit and interview her. It was it was um, really tough conversations to have and listen to. And mm-hmm. I think one of them, you know, this this false notion and idea that children are sexual from birth. Mm. And as a parent, I felt a little hot headed leaving because one of the things I sat there and there was like this aha moment 
you know, everybody, you continue to hear children are sexual from birth, blah, blah, blah. That's why that's why you see this comprehensive sex ed getting pushed into the schools younger and younger. Mm-hmm. In fact, if you listen to Monica's yeah, pod- go back last podcast week. last week and she yeah. says, she said, Amber, they believe mm-hmm. and she's talking about Planned Parenthood and, and all of these comprehensive sex educators. They believe children are sexual from birth. Yeah. And so when we left, I had to do I I was just doing a quick research because I thought we started talking about vaccines. Mm -hmm. Now, I was sitting there talking to Dr. Reisman and she said something about and this was like off camera. We were just talking about um, one of her grandbabies being born Mm -hmm. and how they were getting ready to get the hepatitis B shot. Mm -hmm. And she said, wait a minute, why are you doing that? It's a venereal disease. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I, I don't, I don't even know how to explain that, that moment in my mind where I realized, oh my gosh, all of our kids since 1991, it was Mm -hmm. past that, all of our children needed to be vaccinated with the Hep B. So it's a virus that attacks the liver, but you can only get it through semen or blood. So that's where they get this idea that children are sexual from birth. So they have to have this vaccination in order to protect them mm-hmm. because they're going to be sexual beings. Yeah, this this whole notion this whole notion of that our children and we were talking about this you know especially when you're a first time parent oh my word. and they come in the next morning and they say oh we're just going to give them you know the couple of vaccinations we just we do that for you it's a service we do for mm-hmm. you just take care of that you're a first time parent you're not questioning this stuff right. you're just you're just grateful that you are there and you've got your new baby and whatever they tell you okay you know best and it's not until years later that we realized, we realized on the car ride home after having that conversation with Judith. You guys, wait it, a was, minute. it was it was like light bulb moment. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> Hepatitis B. Why? That is a venereal disease. It's a, it's a sexually transmitted disease. Why are you giving that to my children when they're Born. 24 hours old? Yeah. Well, there's an assumption there. That we're going to vaccinate them for this because they're going to be sexually active as children. Right. It goes to the same thing that Monica was talking about. There's this assumption within this community and the whole scientific community. And in fact, throughout our whole culture, world culture, there's this assumption that this is established scientific fact that, well, we have to do these things because... Kids are sexual from birth, and so they're going to do these things, and so it's better if we do this and protect the rest of the population because they're going to do these things. Right. Where do they get, where have we gotten this notion that kids are sexual from birth? From Alfred Kinsey. Hmm. You know, when you ask a pedophile homosexual to conduct his research and fund it heartily, he's going to come up with perverted science like that don't Mm -hmm. you think yep that's where this has all come from you guys it's 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 so disgusting uh it's 
I don't want to say it's hard to talk about because I can't wait to tell everybody. Oh, my I, word. I can't wait. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. We're not the first ones to talk no. about this. But but that is that is a, a, such a huge part of the story of the mind polluters. You will not believe how many things, things like that, that are linked back to Kinsey mm-hmm. and the people that came before him. And these people are, they were monsters. Mm-hmm. And we have codified, this is codified in in state law. Yep. All these assumptions that they have made based on Kinsey the pedophile mm-hmm. going, well, I think that I ought to be like this. And so we're going to write it like this. And then everybody goes, well, that's the way it is. Scientific change truth. the law. Got to change the law to reflect. This is just how it is. And it's not. It's not how it is. I, I don't know. Out of, uh, <laughs> out of touch doesn't even describe it. Oh, my it. <laughs> word. Well, it's just it's just wickedness. It, it is. It is obvious to those who are spiritually awake, we know where this comes from. Mm-hmm. This is Satan's plan from the very beginning, and he just, he has Rebels. been chipping away at this mm-hmm. for over a century here in America, and now they're full, fully wrapped into our educational system, and they're not stopping, folks. <laughs> they they're have not no stopping. intent. They have no intent on stopping, and they... They believe that uh, they are right and they are righteous. Um, and the few at the top know how wicked they're being and they just, they don't care. Mm-hmm. That's their whole goal. Yeah. So anyway, that's sort of our update with our Virginia trip. It was awesome. It was exciting. We took our 11 year, newly 11 year old. Yes. She turned 11 on the 28th. And mm-hmm. we took her with us on the 29th. Because so, she wanted to learn how to be a grip. That's right. So <laughs> she's excited to come on board and be a part of the team. <laughs> so she got, I said, You're, well, you don't know enough to be a grip yet, but you can be a PA. That's production assistant. Mm-hmm. So she came along. She helped carry gear and was my lighting model. And uh, It's a family ministry. What can you say, folks? It's a family ministry, right? <laughs> so. so anyway, today I really want to talk about. So I just started a new book. And I highly encourage everybody to get themselves a copy and read Crimes of the Educators. And it's by Samuel Blumenfeld and Alex Newman. Alex is going to be in The Mind Polluters. Is going to be in The Mind Polluters. We're getting ready to interview him in a couple of weeks. And so that's going to be exciting. But anyway, another thing, it just it really, really grieved my heart this morning. And I literally I I was literally sitting in tears. Because I was thinking about reading through that book, Crimes of the Educators, and thinking about how many people cannot read. People who are illiterate. Because according to data from the 2014 U.S. Census Bureau, 21% or nearly 60,000 of working age adults in the city lack a high school diploma. At the same time, 19% of adults cannot read a newspaper, much less complete a job application, according to the National Center for Education Statistics. And and I'm reading from a Washington Post article that I will link in the show notes. But it goes on to say the situation is just as worrisome at a national level. Approximately 32 million adults in the United States can't read, according to the U.S. Department of Education and the National Institute of Literacy. The Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development found that 50% of U.S. adults can't read a book written at an eighth grade level. Stop. Stop. 50% 
of adults mm-hmm. in the U.S. can't read a book at an eighth grade level. My heart broke. I lit. I sat and I cried this morning. Well, you got up and you saw me, mm-hmm. and you're like, "What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> what did I miss?" <laughs> uh, and we. Is it any wonder why we live in a culture that is obsessed with memes mm. and 128 character tweets yeah, or 240 or whatever it is. Whatever it is. Tweet, whatever. Well, but the article, it goes on to say low literacy skills have stark ramifications for the next generation, our communities and the city at large. The children of parents with low literacy skills are more likely to live in poverty as adults and are five times more likely to drop out of school. If you've ever had a chance to go back and read an older textbook or even an older book written for children, a hundred plus years old, Mm -hmm. perhaps. Mm -hmm. And we have uh, another woman who's going to be on the podcast here soon named Debbie DeGroff. And she talks an awful lot about this, about the the declination of our reading levels mm-hmm. and how 100 plus years ago, uh, children were reading at, you know, children at six and seven and eight years old were reading at what is now considered high school senior levels. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for us to comprehend that because we have been so dumbed down into thinking that we're so much more advanced, that we are the conquerors of the universe, right? We're all so smart because why? Because we carry smartphones that do everything for us. We don't even have to think anymore. Mm-hmm. So this, it, it, it doesn't surprise me, but it still shocks me. Yeah. Well, and, I, and that's what the whole thing, what um, Crimes of the Educators mm-hmm. is about. It's, it's all by design. Mm-hmm. And when you see and they the case is laid out, you you have to see it. It's crazy. Just yeah. like we're talking about with Kinsey, you know, you want to you look and go, well, it's tinfoil hat stuff. But honestly, there this has happened century ago. Mm-hmm. And this is all the, when we talk earlier about how, you know, we started off thinking that this film was just about CSE and SEL in the schools, mm-hmm. but now it's so much more. This is what we're talking about. Yeah. Because you realize as you go along that it's not just about comprehensive sex ed, you know, basically pornography in the schools. It's just in, a portion of it. In order to get to that, you have to have dumbed down and so oppressed a population over the course of generations that they're they're too ignorant to realize what's happening. And folks, that's where we're going. If we're not already there, there are, there's a large swath of population that just is so tuned out to reality. Yeah. They live, you live in the, in this alternate universe online and you don't realize what's happening. Yeah. Well, let me just read a a section here of this book from the introduction it says the deliberate dumbing down of an entire nation is genocidal in its impact on that nation's culture and intellectual future no group of educators should have been permitted to impose on american schools a program that is the antithesis of true education but when deception is practiced on a scale that is beyond public understanding it becomes a crime as specific as perjury under oath so, but, it, but it's interesting because they lay out here in this book, there are six different crimes that they lay out against mm-hmm. the American children, mm-hmm. the school system. But, and I, you know, number 
three caught my attention because it says a third serious crime is contributing to the delinquency of a minor by teaching pornographic sex education and alternative lifestyles that lead to premarital sex, venereal disease. There's Mm -hmm. hep B, depression, emotional crisis and unwanted pregnancies. Hello, abortion. Mm -hmm. We just did that. More children are now born out of wedlock than ever before, creating one of America's most serious social problems. More American children are living in poverty because their parents have adopted an irresponsible lifestyle based on secular humanist morality. Mm -hmm. Now, where did those parents learn that secular humanist morality? So, yeah. So now we've got it's this generational impact. Things that were set in motion a century ago, Mm -hmm. we now can see the plan and the outcome Mm -hmm. of it being implemented. It's, you know, when you study uh, things like engineering, which I have, and one of the things that is amazing to me is when you look back at, you look at just just uh, the Industrial Revolution, right? And if you have ever stood and watched a vintage steam locomotive uh, and just stood there and marveled at how complex Mm -hmm. of a machine that is and then you stop and realize that this was this was designed and manufactured by people that didn't have any computers they didn't have Mm -hmm. iphones they didn't have autocad they didn't have any of the you know modern Technology. technology that we have yet there it is and it works, and it works beautifully, and it works perfectly, and it still works. Mm-hmm. Uh, World War II was won by American ingenuity and machinery that was done without computers, mm-hmm. right? So we, while while we have, while humanity has managed to accomplish so much more, it's it's accomplished by fewer and fewer people. Yeah. Well, I think the thing, you know, when I first read it and what really broke my heart and I, I, of course, everything like we teach our kids, take everything back to scripture. Mm -hmm. And the first thing I thought of, because I thought how many of us have been in church or a small group, Bible study, whatever. And how many of us have ever said people just need to read their Bibles? Mm-hmm. Have, have you not heard that before? All the time. I hear it all the time. We tell people that all the time. We tell people. I have said it myself. And my heart, it, I bro- it just broke. Because you realize people are not reading their Bibles because they don't know how. Mm-hmm. If they cannot read, they cannot understand. And what did Jesus say? I mean, I remember... What did Jesus say in scripture? When Jesus was asked of all the commandments, which is the most important? He said, the most important one, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all of your strength. The second is this, to love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. The best thing we could do to love our neighbor is teach them to read. Mm -hmm. And when it says, love the Lord your God with all your mind, how can they understand if they don't even know how to read? Well, and we were talking about how during the Dark Ages, you know, Middle Ages uh, in world history, this was this same tactic was used and implemented by the church and government combined to keep the people ignorant. You know, the Catholic Church 
was the dominant church in most of Europe. Mm-hmm. And they, number one, they kept the people ignorant. Number two, only the priests could read the scriptures because they were all in Latin. Right. right? And so they were the only ones interpreting to tell people. Right. And I have said before, and I will say it again, and I don't even remember where I heard it. When we say the phrase, you may be the only Bible some people will ever read. Mm -hmm. It has never, that phrase has never meant more to me than Mm -hmm. it does now. Yeah. It's so true. So what can we do about it? Yeah. Well, as as parents, what do we say all the time? It's more caught than taught. Mm-hmm. As parents, when your kids see you reading, when they see you put placing value on reading books, important books, mm-hmm. uh, like the Scripture. scriptures, right? And educating yourself, they catch that mm-hmm. more than you'd know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in our house... Books are very important, and everybody loves to read, and um, we've got books everywhere, Mm -hmm. and mom and dad are always reading. We're always reading scriptures together. We're reading books. That's a big part of what we do. So that's one thing that you can do. You can change yourself and start modeling that for your kids, but you know what? If your kid is maybe struggling in school with reading, guess what? You're smart enough to help them learn. Yeah. You can teach them. You don't have to have a teaching degree to teach your child how to read. Because let me tell you what I just found while doing some research is this new, you know, the common core standards and this whole word. Is that what they called it? Whole word? Whole word approach. Whole word approach. In other words, they're not teaching. Yeah, the sight sight words. Yeah, Yeah, sight words. That's what it was. Sight words. They're not teaching phonics anymore. They're not teaching them how to sound things out. They teach them to memorize just words, memorize words, words by shape that don't have meaning. Right. And so and, and I was reading up on it and I found an article. Oh, shoot. I'm gonna have to go back and find it. But I, I found an article where they said, you know, eventually kids, even if they're good readers early on, eventually, because if they've learned this memorization, not understanding what the word, words really mean and mm-hmm. what they are, you know, you're not doing the phonics of it. Mm-hmm. They're eventually going to run out of that memory space for all these words. Mm-hmm. And I had to stop and think about some of the some of the kids that I've helped over the years who are some of the sweetest and and most brilliant kids. But when it comes to reading and academics, they struggle. And I think if you have a kid who may be struggling or or you think that they're failing, maybe they're not failing, they just cannot understand. They have been taught the wrong way to read. Mm-hmm. In other words, they're not actually being taught to Phonics. read. And f- I think for us that that's one of those that was one of those moments where we both I mean I I was angry. I am angry that just the thought that I'm sending my kids to school and you're not actually teaching them how to read. What am I paying you for? Right. What are you doing? Every parent in America should be looking into the education system. It mean, it's what do we say all the time? You have got to engage. We, hey, listen, we are parents too, and this stuff catches us off guard. <laughs> when, when we see this, and, and you you can't you you have to get over that initial disbelief and this guilt of oh my word, I can't believe I let this happen to my children. Listen. We're all trusting in the school systems, whether it's public school, private school, you're trusting in them to do what's right for your child. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Sometimes 
Sometimes they're not. Right. And we're discovering that even with our own children. Yeah. So, you know, and I can tell you, even even when we first started the Mind Polluters, and I had no idea what comprehensive sex ed was. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what social emotional learning was. I'm like, what is this? Mm-hmm. We all are adults. We want to have you know, lives with our families and not worry about these things. And and now you give me on top of that, you're not teaching kids how to read? Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Why are, you can see the repetitive cycle and that's why my heart just broke. You just see this devastating cycle of, of poverty. Mm-hmm. If you can't read, you can't get a job. You can't understand the most basic things in life. Can you read a cookbook? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's so sad. Yeah. So the bottom line is, as parents, as adults, what we can do is we can pay attention. I know. I just went on a rant. Sorry, folks. (laughs) We can pay attention. We can get engaged. Um, I, You know what? And we've got to, you have to get over this notion of, I don't want to be that parent. You have to be that parent. We've had homework assignments come home with our kids and we look at them and, and go, well, what is it that they're trying to teach you here? And we're, you know, you know, like the way that they're, the way that they're <laughs> trying to, to teach them math and things like that. And we go, what is this? And sometimes I get it. It can cause conflict between you and your child because they desperately want to please their teacher. And they say, well, the teacher said that we have to do it like this. When you have that moment and you have to explain to them, to your own child, well, this is how you do this math problem, <laughs> or this, and it's, and now you've got this conflict between you and their teacher. I All get by it. design. I get it. Listen, we have had, we are those parents. Yeah. We have had those, those interactions with teachers where we have to uh, put our foot down. Ask questions. And ask questions, <laughs> do it politely, but firmly. Yeah. These are my children. Yeah. I don't turn them over to you and wash my hands of it. I expect you to teach them what is right. Mm-hmm. I expect you to teach them the truth. And if you are not, you are held accountable to me. Mm-hmm. All good things. All good things. All good things. This is why we had to leave earlier just to take a break before we record it. Because <laughs> I was so, I could just feel my, mm-hmm. going to bubble over. Well, these are the kinds of things that you wish that you could unlearn right. when you <laughs> Once you know. Too late. And so welcome to the club, everybody. Welcome to the club. So we're happy to keep, you know, bringing these little <laughs> what tidbits did... of joy to you as we research the mind polluter. Oh, well, anyway, you guys, thanks for tuning in today. We will catch you on Thursday. So stay tuned. Stay tuned.